The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. For the people wondering what I'm writing, I'm writing a book about clicking. You might say, what is clicking? Clicking is basically the ability to connect your reward center with a logic. And what it basically does is whenever you do something logical, you release dopamine. And uh, you might go like, how does that even work? I mean, right now, for most people watching, your reward center is connected to comfort. So whenever you do something comfortable, you get rewarded for it. You might say, but that sounds like crazy. Like, that's not possible. Well, it's, it's how it works. Like, people um, start believing in God. They suddenly feel good going to the church and don't feel good anymore doing their other stuff. And a lot of people have been conditioned to their environment to really value feeling good. And that's a very big misconception because feeling good is a side effect. It's not a cause. It's a side effect and it's been there through evolutionary biology, through evolution, for us to survive. And through approval-seeking behavior, as we grow up as a child, we learn what behavior gets rewarded and what behavior gets punished. And the thing is that by understanding these mechanics, you can literally rewire yourself to be more aligned with what you are. So, you might wonder, like, how does that even work? The thing is, your human body has crazy abilities. Your brain has crazy abilities to rewire itself. And uh, if you, as a human, realizes that your drive for comfort is doing more harm than good, you actually have the ability to push it away. Just like with approval-seeking as a child, when it gets traumatized, hitting a fire and burns his hand, he won't do that anymore. So you have the cognitive capacities to rewire yourself and by doing so, really excel in your achievements and your ability to contribute to the world as well. Personal and collective achievements. So, how do you go about it? First of all, you got a value logic. And what is logic? It's all these consistent patterns that bring about reality, like gravity is a good example. And basically, it's all around us. We have all these consistent patterns that really define even how our brain works. You zoom in into our brain, you see all these neurons firing and stuff. They are subject to the same laws than what you see around us, like the four fundamental forces, which is gravity, weak and strong force, and electromagnetism. All these forces and all these dynamics, and you have all these particles that pop in and out existence, electrons, photons, muons, whatever the fuck. Yeah, basically all this cocktail brings about neutrons and atoms and then complicated molecules and then like even more and more and more complicated to the point where it becomes cells and then becomes your brain, becomes you. So basically you can always redirect everything based on these logical, these consistent patterns that bring about this consistent reality you experience. Because if everything would be purely RNG, like no loss, nothing, you wouldn't even be able to hold a memory or be aware. So you really owe these consistent patterns, your existence, and also translates into why you feel good or why you experience love or why you feel anger. It's really because of evolution. We've come to have these traits because they allowed us to survive and thrive more. Although we're not so aware of these things because we live much in our own little bubble when we grow up. We don't get to see this entire scope, the scale of 
evolution and we don't put our own life into context. We just see our life very small in our own little bubble. And as a result, we get to have a very deluded view of what we are and the world we live in. So being able to align yourself with logic allows you to align yourself with what you are. So loving logic, loving these consistent patterns and understanding that the understanding of them brought about all this scientific revolution, which brings about computers and science and all this, you know, medication and ability to overcome all this famine and disease and even war to an extent. Like understanding that we owe this to our understanding and logic really allows you to get a stronger feeling. Also, when you recognize it in beauty, like whether it's flowers or the universe or the cosmos or whatever, like you really feel like you can create a very positive emotion to logic, which is also quite connected to your prefrontal cortex, which is your decision making. You really use a lot of processing power to make decisions. And basically, if your reward center is connected to that, your ability to think logically and think critically is actually something that rewards you. While now, for most people, they use their prefrontal cortex to achieve what they want, what is currently connected to the reward center, which is more most people comfort. As a result, you create all this duality. That's actually at the foundation of our duality. It's a wrong, flawed concept that is connected to our reward center. So we actually crave for something that is not good for us. That's why some people can really eat unhealthy or why people can do stuff like not working out or smoking or whatever, even though they know it's not good for them, they still do it because they have a flawed concept connected to their reward center and therefore they urge, they crave for something that is not good for them. On the other hand, if you connect it to logic, to your decision process, you manage to use your knowledge and everything to really advance what you are and advance the species. And that just means understanding what you are, which boils down to evolutionary biology and neuroscience. That is step one. Step two is figuring out what is is it that drives you. For most people that are watching right now, it's comfort. For some people, it's also religion. It can be God. You've got to be quite hardcore a religious person, though, for it to be God. A lot of people pretend to believe in God just because it's comfortable. But you have really these hardcore believers that really submit to God and do everything for God. And then you can also have validation or fitting in. But even that is most of the time just for comfort. So if you realize these mechanics, you can experience the emotion. And you can understand what it is that rewards you and why you do what you do. And that requires you to be very brutally honest to yourself when you do something. Wonder why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? So step three is a step where you go through the paradigm shift, where you realize that this core value comfort is actually doing more damage than good. And by visualizing comfort in a bad way and by visualizing logic in a good way, you can go back and forward from your comfort to logic, back to comfort, back to logic. And doing so, you feel repulsed towards comfort and then you grab onto logic. This is a very emotional process and that's why I say visualization. Visualization can help you a lot. Don't have this inner voice. You can have the inner voice to figure out what your core value is and such. But once you try to switch them away, like a visualizing, even I would say even visualization is in a sense also a better way to get to know your core value. But either way, like I know there's a lot of people that have an auditory brain. So they think more in voice and you have people that have a more visual brain, thinks more in images. You got to do it visually more than anything because it allows you to connect it more to emotions because when you look back, visual way of going about it is more primitive than auditory. Like our ability to use words is more in our more advanced part of the brain. So being more connected to this emotional core can really help. Also, what you can do is you can work with smells. Maybe. If people can do that, that would be great. Maybe connect comfort with the smell of death and connect logic with the smell of flowers or whatever. Like try anything, anything that, that allows you to make it 
more negative discomfort will allow you to push it away and you can literally recondition yourself because you have the ability to do so that's this is what happens in psychotherapy is literally rewiring yourself and, and actually align yourself with what you are rather than just being that rng person that just goes through life in a very impulsive way without questioning its values on a fundamental level so this really will set you free the moment you go through this paradigm shift you will start feeling extremely clear-headed uh, euphoric uh, you also become more intelligent and a lot of people sometimes wonder like how does that work you can compare it with a gpu and a cpu if the gpu works against the cpu it basically doesn't work as well and now if on a fundamental level you align your reward center with your logic part like with the cpu then basically you get all these gpu pattern recognition elements that start contributing to understanding how to approach things like for example ricardo when he was making math equations he did it linearly after he clicked he started doing it also visually and that's the thing like it really changes the way you think also when you store information once you click you'll do it more auditory than visually which is also much more compact that's why people that are more rational tend to think more auditory people that are more emotional think to think more visually basically aligning these two processors really benefits you tremendously and benefits also the world of course if you don't feel so much the need to do so because you have a great life and you're inside your comfort bubble there's not so much i can do unless you realize enough you have enough will to want to tackle it because if then by realizing how much damage it actually does and how much you lie to yourself and how much damage it does to the environment you can actually get yourself out of that by using this visualization technique and maybe also connect it to smell then the next thing what you do is you go to step four step four is much talked about on the simpleclick.org like doing logical stuff from then on is extremely important also understanding your emotions and such can really be extremely important how many people consider themselves intellectuals in the chat? For me, it would be a big drive. Like, if I look around the world and I read the news and I see how, you know, the world is becoming more and more stupid and making really bad decisions and how everybody is becoming more and more desynthesized and really stuck in their own comfort bubble and basically glorifying stupidity and lack of education and saying people that try to understand the world are just intellectuals and they don't understand the real world and this and that. Like you have literally like the lower social class, but not just the lower social class, even in many cases, even the middle class in a very big way becoming more and more dumb because they don't have experienced really hard tough life and even if they see it on the news whatever even if it's on the other side of the town when things happen they don't care as long as it doesn't happen to them and like the generation of world war ii is all died out so people didn't even experience why they don't understand how dangerous it is to radicalize and to become more extreme right and whatever and then when you see how the entire world is evolving even though we have more than ever we're literally drowning in comfort we can still have these crazy judgments towards immigrants or muslims or smaller groups i find it so fascinating that if i was an intellectual and i would hear about the click i would have even more drive to click and spread it because i would really see that one of the best ways of combating it but i feel like even the intellectuals truly don't care they just have a, an extra layer of pretending to care and that's why i don't even think mentioning this does anything at all because people are so desynthesized and truly just don't care I want to first ask you guys a question. Who here thinks that the comfort they experience would still be the same if they would be struggling with money, is my question. So how many people here that are watching the stream, how many of you think that even if all the money you had 
or your family had was taken away, you'd still have the same comfort. To, for how many people here is a realization that money brings about your comfort? Because that is the thing. I think this is very important for people to reflect on. To which extent does money provide for your comfort? Because if you realize how much it does, because it's literally the difference between you sitting there and being homeless is money. You start seeing a very strong connection. And it is basically the one where you trust money to provide for your comfort. It's an extremely important one. People have to understand that they just go about with an indisputable trust for money. And honestly, that is actually also what allowed us to live as a collective superorganism the way we live today. It's because of our unbiased trust in money. You don't feel racism towards it. You don't discriminate it. You just trust it. Money has no name. Money is just something you can trust. And the reason why I'm saying this, you might wonder like, okay, where are you going with this? Okay, I understand. I trust money. The reason why I'm saying this is because when your inner child trusts money to provide for what it has or its safety or whatever, what it actually does is it trusts into subjectivity. And that's a very important realization. And what I mean with that is like it doesn't trust reality. It trusts what many people value. You literally truly trust something that many people value and you accept it as a reality. And the thing is that in the crash of Wall Street in 1929, everybody's savings were totally gone. People just killed themselves jumping out of their house because they lost everything. They literally lost everything. And with Brexit, for example, you saw the pound get a little hit. It bounced back up. But just the euro in general, when you look at the euro, you see that used to be much more expensive than the dollar. But it's been equalizing quite a lot. Almost one dollar is almost a euro now. Well, at one point, it was almost two dollars was one euro. And the reason why I'm explaining this is because the trust we put in money is one that we put in the value of many people. And we literally build our entire life on it. And the reason why I'm explaining all this is because this trust you have in money, you cannot trust money as much you can trust reality. But when I say trust, it's something for people to really reflect on. You cannot trust money or your comfort as much you can trust logic. Because I always say to people, in order to click, you got to load up your comfort or your core value with a negative emotion and you got to load up logic with a positive emotion. But the problem with negative and positive emotion, it's quite vague, but it boils down to trust. It's truly being able to tell your inner child, it's all going to be all right. You can trust logic more than anything else because it's literally founded on the objective reality. You can truly trust it. And this feeling of trust, this feeling of indestructible trust gives you this feeling of security, gives you this feeling of easiness, of safety, more than anything, more than money will provide you, more than comfort will provide you, more than anything in your life will provide you. And when you truly realize that, it's much easier for you to make the jump because you distrust comfort or whatever core value you have. Because you realize that it's not helping you. It's not on your side. It's not taking care of you. But logic will. And the problem with people that click and then unclick, it's because logic doesn't provide it as well. But that's because it's not developed enough. So doing step four is extremely important because it allows you to keep strengthening and increasing that trust in logic, that faith. And I'm going to give you guys another tip, by the way. And this tip is about people that have a lot of ego issues or identity issues, how to fix that. Because getting to the core, and this is about step two. So what I just talked about now is step three. What can also help a lot is visualization. 
is using all your senses instead of having an inner voice. So smell, taste, visualization, feeling as well. You can just feel a sense of warmth connected to logic and basically all the opposite with your current core values. So you can use all your senses, even music, maybe hear. Hearing, it has to be more like maybe fire, like water, raindrops or whatever, like anything that is positive towards logic, anything that is negative towards your current core value. And basically beaming it as distrust towards what you currently have and trust into logic. And that is why also a lot of people here managed to click so easily because they had a big trust because of the situation. They had an easier time to trust logic because they were the living proof that it works. So trust is just a very easy way to accept, to understand and be able to resonate with this emotion. But there is also a lot of people that can't get to their core. I know there's a lot of people watching the stream that have a very big issue to get to your core because you have a lot of layers. And I'm first going to explain how it works because understanding this can help you guys tremendously. You guys know that I said like it's important to not use your inner voice. But still, even when people don't use their inner voice, they can still feel like this strong blockade. And the reason why you have these blockades is because you create a lot of layers on that weak core. If you have very strong trust in the comfort and what provides for your comfort, you don't really need all these layers. So this is mainly for people that have gone through life where they got a lot of bad experiences and as a result have a strong distrust. And then you have a stronger ego and a stronger identity in order to create some kind of defense mechanism in order to cope against this weak core you have. And the way to solve that is by forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And I will go a little bit more in detail. Like basically, whenever you go through a bad experience or whenever you do something that harms others, you need to find a way for yourself to give it meaning, to contextualize it. And it shapes you. And if you truly on a fundamental level, let go and forgive and tell yourself like you're fine, you accept it you will experience a burst of emotion. And this is more for people that have gone through a lot of bad experiences and needed to find a way to cope with it and had all these layers, which creates really a strong disconnect with their core in order to defend themselves. And the thing is that what it basically means is you go through these emotions and you say it's fine. You don't label yourself. You don't judge yourself and you let them go. And forgiveness and forgiving yourself to set yourself free from all guilt can really help you to get to that core. Because that's something that a lot of people have. They really carry around all their actions in the past, all the shitty things they did and all the shitty things that have been done to them. And being able to come to acceptance can really allow you to get easier to this emotional core and be more honest to yourself. So meditating on that and accepting that is a quite important step before you can go to step three, of course, which is basically figuring out that this core you have is not really providing you as much safety than logic would. So yeah, this is my tips. It is more specific than ever because honestly, when I was thinking about how do I spread the click, there is two different ways to spread the click. One way is to reach a bigger audience with the current knowledge we already have. Another way is to fine-tune the insight even more and make it even more relatable and easy for people to connect with. And being able to identify these emotions with concepts that are easily relatable can drastically help people's process to click. And I know there's a lot of people that have serious issues to get to their core, but allowing yourself to be honest with yourself requires you to forgive and let go. Because as long as you don't forgive and you don't let go, you have all these strong emotions, these frustrations that have really shaped you and disable you to see yourself for what you are. So letting go and forgiving 
forgiving yourself for all the inaction, for all the shit you've done, and forgiving others for all the shit they've done to you will really be a relief, will really set you free. And then, at that point, you will feel very weak. And that's when you can actually say like, yeah, trust in logic is so much superior. Trust in the objective reality is so much more superior than trust in this comfort or this intersubjectivity. And what is also very important is to not be aggressive to your inner child. Just explain it. Like, tell him, like, you can trust this. You can trust logic more. Like, it's going to be better. It's fine. It's all going to be all right. Don't use anger and don't try to push your inner child. Be understanding and it will work so well. Another thing that can help quite a bit for people, aside from all the five senses, is also to use your body language. Like, because people can easily hold themselves more tense. Being able to just allow yourself a relaxed state, like body language state, and tell your inner child, like, see, like, it's fine. You are safe. It's going to be all right. Really use your body language, use your sound, your visualization, your feelings like warmth and love, your smell and your uh, taste. Use it all to strengthen this logic and to distantiate yourself from your current core value. There's quite some people that have a hard time saying sorry to other people. And most of the time, that is basically because you have a hard time saying sorry to yourself. That's why you have a hard time saying sorry to others. And basically, allowing to forgive yourself starts with allowing yourself to forgive others. And that's really very guided. You can really think and reflect and forgive and let go. It will really help. And then you can do the same for yourself. And then you get to the core. All this layer bullshits will be gone. The ego will be gone. Identity will be gone. You will be in a weak state. And that's when you can really grab onto logic because you know you can trust it. And that's the problem. A lot of people might experience a lot of fear in going through this process. But I can guarantee you it will only set you free. I want to go even further about it, by the way. It's important because I really like the word trust. Because people can really truly understand and feel that they can't trust comfort. You know that you can't trust it. That's the beauty of reason. Reason allows you to distrust something. Logic can help you distrust something. Because trust is more pattern recognition than anything else. You've got to be able to predict how it's going to unfold. So you can really load up your current core value with so much distrust, you don't even want it anymore. What I like a lot about trust is it's so focalized. It's an emotion that is very focal. And that's what people do when they look back to negative emotions that their comfort created is they just distrust it more and more and more. Like if you are with your parents, you're not going to stay with your parents forever. You're going to have to live by yourself. If you have a little job or whatever, you're not going to keep your job forever. They're being warned already. People are getting laid off all the time. Like trusting your situation and thinking that it's going to be all right is literally you lying to yourself. It's not all going to be all right. You can't just trust it. It's naive to do that. But on the other hand, if you trust the objective reality, if you trust logic, you always have something to fall back on. And that's the beauty. If you can just tell your inner child, it's all going to be all right. You can trust it more than anything. You shouldn't be trusting what you're falling back on now. Like your inner child would go like, holy shit. And do it through understanding. Don't push it. Like money, there is all the time situations where you hear it in the news, a certain bank went bankrupt and everybody lost their savings. You don't really relate to it because it's far off. You don't even think about it. But it could happen to you as well. The economy could crash. You could lose so much. All your savings, all the security that you build up on might not be there at all. Things, situations are changing all the time. Actually, technology is accelerating and changing things at a pace that our culture can't even follow. It goes too fast. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.